The Hoop Collective is presented by QuickBooks. New business? No problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA. So it's been two years since I've been in Manhattan. Two years to the day where I went and uh, left here and um, went to LaGuardia and didn't fly for a year. And appropriately, as I'm back working in New York, uh, all three of us are on the road for the first time, I think, (laughs) post-pandemic, joining us from uh, Philadelphia, where he will be going to the very highly anticipated 76ers Nets game tonight. Of course, it's Thursday afternoon, is Tim Bontemps. That is correct. Hello, guys. Joining us from Memphis, where he is on assignment. I don't know what the assignment is. One always wonders. Uh, is Band McMahon. Howdy, partners. We're covering the NBA here, Wendy. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a pretty good little team across the street. There sure is. Um, so we are now uh, about a month away from the end of the season. We've obviously talked a lot about the MVP race. So I thought I would talk today, uh, or we, not I, we mm-hmm. would talk today about the other award races because there's some spicy ones. I mean, there's so much focus on the MVP this year. I get it. And we'll uh, do Jokic. a straw. We're doing a straw poll again in a few weeks too. That's yeah. on the books. That's on the books officially. So we can talk about it more then. I wonder Jokic. if any of these awards are spicy enough for Bontemps to refer to you, Wendy, as a jackass. <laughs> I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> I hope Jokic so. Don't need any spice for game. you as one moment, man. So we'll we'll get to that at some point. Anyway, I was trying to say Jokic had another great game on. Yeah, Wednesday. we heard we heard your joke. We heard it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> might have to might have to give him. I might have to give serious consideration to giving him my vote. Oh, you might have to Could. consider voting for him. <laughs> no, he Wendy might have to consider putting him on his ballot. This time. <laughs> yeah. he, the record will show. I have first place vote for me, twenty twenty one. So I thought we would start with Rookie of the Year. Um, this was a race that I think. You know, if you took a straw poll on this, you know, six, five, six weeks ago, mm-hmm. you would have probably gotten a um, heavy Evan Mobley and then Scotty Barnes from the Raptors right behind him. Um, Kate Cunningham has been really coming on um, since the All-Star break, which is eight games. Um, he's averaging 21.6 points, seven rebounds, five and a half assists on 45% shooting, you know, he obviously got off to a slow start this year because of the injury. He didn't shoot the ball. Well, coming out of the gates, obviously the Pistons have been one of the league's worst teams, but he is making a very strong push. I talked to him when I did those, all those interviews with, uh, with the rookies, I talked to him and he, uh, it didn't make the podcast, but he was very, very clear that he absolutely saw himself as still in the race and, was not selling for anything less than winning it. And he has played that way. They've played better as a team as well. They have a couple of decent wins recently. So, but Mobley has been good all year. And since Jared Allen went out, um, he he had a bit of um, a rookie wall February. His numbers dipped a little bit, especially his shooting numbers, but he has started to play better as he's gone to more full-time center. And, you know, Scotty Barnes continues. Scotty Barnes has had a couple of just spectacular games. Um, Bontemps, this race, um, 
I don't know if Mobley has too much of a lead, but I, I think this thing's still open. I don't really. Uh, Cade has been awesome lately. Um, it's been super fun to watch. He's super fun to watch. I really, he just plays with an awesome pace of the game. He never looks rushed. Um, some people have compared it to how he plays a little bit like Luca, which I can see. Like he's always kind of under control with the ball. He knows what he wants to do. He gets to his spots. He's a big guard. He's a really good passer. But he was not very good the first couple months of the year. He was dealing, he missed all training camp. He had this ankle injury. He had to kind of work his way in. And in a normal year, in a normal rookie class, he probably still would have been good enough to win rookie year because he's awesome. But in this year's rookie class, with Evan Obley and Scotty Barnes having huge roles on teams that are going to be in the playoffs or at least have a good chance to be in the playoffs, I think those guys are the clear one and two. And I think Cade is probably going to be three. I think you can make an argument for a couple other guys there too. Franz Wagner has been really good in Orlando all year. Um, you know, Josh Giddy's gotten hurt. I think he was in the mix until he hurt his hip and it's going to be out the final few weeks of the season. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think Cade, I think Cade's start for as good as he's been. I think his start was too slow for me to really give him serious consideration to move past either Barnes or Mobley rookie year race this year. Yeah, I, I, I think he'd be number two on my ballot. I, I do think he'd be above Barnes and I, I hear what you're saying about the slow start. I mean, it, it is rookie of the year, not rookie of. Uh, the second half of the season, right. but you know, since he came back from uh, when he when he missed four games, he came back. So this is from uh, early January on. You know, he's eighteen five and five and change, five and change. Um, the the rock or the, I'm sorry, the Pistons are like they're competitive now. They're yep. you know they're, they're winning uh, as 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 much as they're losing. I mean, these last nine games, uh, I, I think they're like six and three. You know, he, he's putting up great. Now, he's still not shooting the ball really efficiently, but he is playing winning basketball. For he's sure. Also, you see so many rookies um, and, and Barnes and Mobley, obviously, are, are significant exceptions here. But you see so many rookies that you you hide defensively or they're massive defensive liabilities. You know, he's guarding a lot of times the other teams, uh, you know, the <laughs> yeah, other he guarded star. DeRozan down the stretch of the game that they yeah. lost to the Bulls on Wednesday night. I mean, DeRozan yeah. cooked him a little bit, but they had him on there and he won. Right. Yep. De- DeRozan yep. got DeRozan got buckets, but that doesn't mean he did a poor job defensively. DeRozan hit tough shots, which he does against a yep. whole bunch of teams. And so I heard uh, Dwayne Casey, I, f- I forget, it was after uh, one of their recent wins when, you know, Cade was phenomenal. And Casey's lobbying for his guy, you know, which coaches do. Um, And he said from a, you know, it's not even close from a talent evaluation standpoint who the best rookie in this class is. And I I think you can make the argument that what we're seeing from Cade, you know, justifies that, hey, this guy is the best player in his class and he was the right pick uh, at number one overall. That can be true, and it doesn't make him the rookie of the year because, again, yep. that's based on who had the best season. I put him a notch below uh, Mobley just because Mobley's been really good from start to finish. You know, Barnes is obviously in that conversation as well. Um, I, I, I let me ask this though, and I was thinking of this last night also after reading your, uh, you know, one of your recent um, recent polls, Bond Temps the. Six point six young point guard polls. Yep. Um, where would Cade fall in that mix? And and more specifically, Cade Cunningham or Lamelo Ball for the next fifteen years? Mm. Who are you taking? I thought about including Cade in that poll, and for people that didn't see it, I I asked a bunch of scouts and executives to rank Luca, Ja, Shea Gilgeous Alexander, Trey Young, Lamelo Ball, and Darius Garland. 
And I thought about including Caden in that, and I asked a couple people, and essentially what I was told was he barely played, so it's kind of hard to compare him to these guys who are a few years into, their, into the league as of now. Um, but it, as for me, I would definitely take him over Garland, and I think I would take him over LaMelo because, like you said, the ability to play at both ends of the court with him is mm. pretty big. Like, he's at least going to be a solid defensive player, if he's not better than so that. big. He's right. Yeah, he's, he's a big, strong, competitive size. dude. Yeah, Sure is. And I think, to your point, McMahon, like, I think – I, I think you said it perfectly. Cade might be the best player in this class. Like early in the year, there were a lot of people who bagged on him right away. Or like, this yeah. guy's going to be a boss as a number one pick. Evan Mobley should have been the number one pick. This is such a disaster. And like the guy was hurt. He missed all training camp. He's now rounded into form. He looks really, really good, but it's the rookie of the year. It's not the right. rookie of the final three months. And again, if this wasn't a historically good rookie class, he probably would be rookie of the year. Like you go back through a lot of these rookie year races, it ain't exactly, uh, you know, there's there's not exactly a ton of competition like this. But you can, right. I mean, this year's rookie class, yeah, we haven't it, even. The same Malcolm Brogdon against 31 games, Joel Embiid. Right, that's right. I it voted was, for Embiid. I know that'll well, surprise you guys. Well, we haven't even <laughs> we haven't we haven't even talked about. How's that? Her. By the way, how's that held up to history? Voting for Joel Embiid for rookie of the year. Well, but, but, but 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 again, look, Cade Cunningham might very well end up being clearly the best player in this class, but that doesn't make him deserving of, of rookie of the year. Yeah. I, I do. I would have voted. I didn't have a vote that year. I also would have voted Embiid. I voted Attaboy. for Brogdon that year. I will say, of course and I, you I don't. Did. Well, I, yeah, he played 700 minutes. <clears throat> I thought Embiid was going to be great. He played 700 minutes. I thought like you had, All to right, we don't need that. We don't, we don't need, need to get into that. <laughs> the other guy I was going to say, we should mention is Herb Jones, I who I think deserves to, get at least some recognition. You look at what he is doing for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's basically their primary stopper on defense. He's a 35, 36% through point shooters, big, long athletic wing player. Like he's already looks like a really good defensive player as a 35th pick in the draft. Yeah. That's a game changing kind of pick for them to get a guy who looks like a long-term starter on the wing is a good, has a chance to be an elite defensive player. So well, opening he's at least night, worth mentioning opening night in new Orleans. I, uh, I was there for new Orleans, uh, Philly. Um, maybe Ben Simmons was going to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I was talking to David Griffin, the GM about Herb Jones. He was so, so pumped up about him and they drafted him like the 30. Well, probably what it, what, what happened was you probably asked him about Zion. He's Oh, let me tell you about Herb Jones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so I'm watching him go through his pregame workouts and he couldn't hit anything. He was going mm. around the perimeter shooting threes and it was like uh, a brick show out there. And, you know, Fred Vinson, the Pelicans longtime shooting coach is out there working with him. And Griff is like, no, 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 this kid's going to be, He's going to be one of the best second round picks I've ever been associated with, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, he's shooting about 10% in warmups. Um, and so the fact that he has been able to develop his shot into a, an av you know, average, slightly above average three point yeah, 35.5%. You'll take that. Um, is amazing. By the way, it's also an indication that if Zion were to work with the, with Fred Vinson, who has helped a lot of guys in new Orleans over the years, certainly helped Brandon Ingram. Look at Lonzo ball. Lonzo Ball, uh, that you know Zion, if he would you know put in some time with Fred Vincent, and I mean he has he he's worked on his free throw shooting, but um, that you know he could improve that outside shot as well. I'm not saying Zion's ever going to be a big time three point shooter, but anyway, um, hold on, I, 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 I do I do for I'm sorry for political reasons I need to mention Jalen Green. 
Um, not, not as a rookie of the year candidate, but certainly as a guy who came in with a lot of hype, uh, struggled early and is, is, is coming on strong. Well, he make the all rookie team. So, all, so rookie, yeah, you don't, he, you don't I, have I think, to go by position. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the rookie team. First team. I don't know. I don't know about first team. I well, think that's what, is, that's what I meant. First team, all rookie. Does he make first team all rookie? Well, let, let's go down the list. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be Cade, mm-hmm. Evan Wobley, Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes. I would say Franz Wagner is the fourth one. And I would and I say, I would say Herb Jones ends up over Giddy for me yeah. just on games played. The other guy that we should mention too that would be in the mix for this and actually might even get on the first team too is I had to sumo with the Bulls, who has yeah. been awesome contributor to yeah. them and has been has been literally a lifesaver for them the past couple months with Alex Caruso and Lonzo out. He's basically become their primary stopper on the on the perimeter. He's playing point guard a lot of the time for them. He's been awesome for them shooting. I think thirty nine or forty percent from three. So yeah. I think those seven guys are for the five spots, however you decide to break it. Yeah, I mean, if Green keeps – if he finishes the season the way he's been going uh, lately, I don't. I, I still don't know if he can crack top five. I, we'll see. But it's, this is an awesome nine games, class, man. Yeah, last nine games, 21.7 points per game, uh, shooting 50% from the floor, 38 from three. You know, uh, my people in Houston would like me to note that he cooked a bunch of future Hall of Famers last night. Oh, now, as he as he now, wonderfully now said a- <laughs> after the, as he yeah. wonderfully said after the game, the the plan was to isolate on Carmelo over and over and over. Again. We, do, we don't need to mention that, that 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 two of those Hall of Famers don't play defense whatsoever, <laughs> and then LeBron uh, has kind of checked out on that in the floor as well. But kind no, of. he's <laughs> yes, but Jalen Green is certainly. Uh, showing the potential that the Rockets were very confident he had when they t- took right, him. Let me say a word about Scotty Barnes. We didn't really discuss him. Yeah, we did. Scotty, Bar- Scotty Barnes at one point this year, by the way, he's averaging 15 points, shooting 49% from the field. Mm. Um, he is a 30, stud. Yeah. Uh, uh, 7.6 rebounds, three assists, 1.1 steals. There was one stretch this year where the Raptors were really in trouble with all of their you know, they're there. You got decimated by COVID and other stuff. He started one game at center and the next game at point guard. I don't remember. Maybe it was point guard first center, second center, first, whatever it was. He's he subsequently started other. He started again within the last week at point guard. You're asking a rookie to do that. Now, granted the Raptors have had challenges this year because they've just been, they've been thin, but like he has played a pretty big role there. Um, and he's, you know, his numbers are very, very similar to Mobley's. Mobley's 15 points, yeah, I, eight rebounds, three assists. One I think I think Scotty's I, I mean, all with all respect to the man having in third, I think Scotty's a lot closer to Mobley than Cunningham. I mean, I, I was just looking at it. He's got, almost got five win shares this year as a rookie. He's got more than Mobley. Um, he, he has been an absolute monster from them from the beginning of the season, playing 36, 37 minutes a game. He they haven't thrown him on the different defensive assignments. He's playing center sometimes for them. He he yeah. has been awesome. No, I mean, when they come through Dallas, he's the guy guarding Luca. I mean, he he is a stud. I look, if you want to put him second on your ballot, I'm not going to call you an idiot. I've got plenty of other reasons to do that. (laughs) It's just crazy how good this class is. Like, Jonathan Kaminga has shown a lot of flashes with the Warriors. Quentin Grimes has been a really nice piece with the Knicks. Uh, I mean, Moody's had some some moments lately. Moody's had some moments lately. Chris Duarte has been really solid for Indiana. Um, like there's a lot of guys in this class that are really, really good. Like it, it's just a really deep. Yeah, Shingoon and Shingoon is good for Houston. Have, have yep. had, you know, they've had stretches. 
I'm not my my uh, my vote is not solidified. I'm leaning Mobley, mm-hmm. but Cade Cunningham. Let's watch the next month. That's he's, all I'm going to say. Cade Cunningham is on the come, as you say, Wendy. That's King. right. Well, he's. I was going to say something else, but <laughs> you don't even have to bet on the come for for Cade. He's. It's going to happen. We're seeing no it. Way. We're seeing it. <laughs> uh, coach of the year. Uh, this is one that's going to be how many guys do we think are going to get a first place vote for coach of the year? It's a lot of I candidates. Have, I have eight guys that I think deserve a vote. Whoa. Okay. Let's hear them. Okay. Monty Williams, Eric Spolstra, yep. Steve Kerr, Jason Kidd, Chris Finch, Doc Rivers. These are Jamie. on the ballot or a first place vote? On the ballot. On the okay. bat, I think they okay. all deserve consideration. Okay, I, mean, I thought you were talking about eight different guys who could get first place. Well, I think okay. they all might get first place. I mean, it's coach of the year. It's always all over the place. But yeah. uh, the other, then the last two are J.B. Bickerstaff and Taylor Jenkins. I think all did those you, guys have cases to win the award. Did you mention Billy Donovan? No, and I didn't mention Billy D. I T does too. So there's nine guys. There's nine guys you can make a real case for. Yeah, coach of the year is always impossible. There's you can always pick seven guys. I meant to throw out Vegas odds for, for all these things, by the way. Um, Mobley's the heavy favorite for rookie of the year, minus 650. Yeah. Uh, Monty Williams is the pretty heavy favorite for coach of the year. He's he's minus 300. J.B. Bickerstaff's next at plus 375, and then it goes to Jenkins at plus 650. Yeah. Um, and listen, I, th- I think that Monty should be the guy. I think uh, you can make the case that Monty should have been the guy last year and that the playoffs absolutely proved that – the voters got that one wrong, um, you know, and, and, and I do like it's coach of the year, but I do think you have to factor in kind of the big picture, uh, you know, 180 that the Suns have done under his watch. And the fact that they were able to get to the finals last year have followed that up by not just having the, the best record in the league, but by far the best record in the league, um, you know, despite uh, the 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 controversy swirling around that franchise with the whole Robert Sarver uh, circus and you know and, and and that situation, which you know, stay tuned uh, on that. Um, I, my guess is that the NBA is going to come down a little bit harder than a uh, future second round pick, which is the punishment for most things from the Adam Silver administration. Um, but but again, I just think that it, it would be hard for me to justify not giving money a first place vote when, and I know this isn't the way you're supposed to factor it in, but when I feel like he should have gotten it last year, I feel like he's deserving again after getting, uh, getting hosed last year. I mean, yeah, well, I think you could set last year aside and just say, did anybody think the Suns were going to win 65 plus games and take this extra leap on top of everything else that's gone on? Like, no, I don't think anybody thought that. So whether you, I mean, whether you want to incorporate past years or not, I think on this year alone, Monty's more than deserving. He'd be my choice too. I think as of now. Yeah, so, our, our 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 buddy Kurt Goldsberry, he tweets out, uh, you know, he's he's great with his grass. Tweets out something <laughs> better or worse than expected, and has the logos of every team's based on their uh, expected winning percentage. The only team that has overachieved more than the Suns is J.B. Bickerstaff's Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, listen, J.B. obviously has a great case as well because we all thought that uh, Evan Mobley would be joined by another high lottery pick. Let's just be honest. We thought they were going to be in that mix 
not in the middle of these. I didn't think they'd have a good defense with Lowry Markin is starting at small forward. That certainly has not been the case. So on Monty, it wasn't just the Sarver thing. Aiden was hurt and out for a while. Booker got hurt and missed. Aiden uh, wasn't extended also. Yeah. That had a chance to be really problematic and and he managed that and, and credit to Aiden as well, but that could have been a really sensitive situation. So then Booker was out with a hamstring and then uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Chris Paul is now out six to eight weeks with the thumb and they've kept winning. Yeah. You know, they went Just three and one. Just of the heat last night. Right. They went three and one and a, their, their schedule wasn't particularly difficult at that time, but they still, they went three and one without Booker and, uh, and Chris Paul in that stretch. And they, Cam Johnson has been banged up even recently. So yeah. when I look at the way that, that, uh, and, and, he, and he's changed up his, defensive strategies he's been preparing more for the postseason this year he's you know, he's done some more with eight and defensively to get ready for it um i think he's got a very compelling case mm-hmm. for, for bickerstaff if the Cavs can finish in sixth place and, and they've got a decent chance of that and you look at where they were at the start of the season and you look at that they lost two starter quality guards for the year yeah. yep and then and then they had a covid stretch Jared Allen has been hurt a couple of times. Mobley was out for a while with an elbow injury. Garland's been traded, banged up. They, tra- they traded for Karis Levert. He gets hurt almost immediately. Um, they went through a stretch recently where they were playing a, a two-way guy at point guard, and his backup was a 10-day guy. I will say that in the non-LeBron division, which you know is 11 years, so LeBron played for the Cavs for 11 years, mm-hmm. It's like one of the most successful Cavs seasons, like the last really ever. I mean, without LeBron, it's, it's the it's the it's the best Cavs team since what? Like the Ron Harper days? I mean, come on. Yeah, since the yeah, Mark Price, they, they have Brad Doherty team. They haven't made the playoffs without LeBron since um, 1998. The Sean Kemp, Terrell Brandon team, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kemp was still good there. Uh, Ogalskis was just getting going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know if he can get past, uh, uh, get past, uh, uh, Monty. And I mean, I'm a big believer in Eric Spolstra. I, I, right. you know, if you look at the, the number of combinations that Spo has had to turn out there this year, different players, he started changing roles and everything, you know, that's the case every year. Um, JB Bickerstaff in most years, I think probably gets it and he, he might even get it this year, but Monty's sure. case is. Monty's case is so strong Mm -hmm. and frankly Monty is so well liked yeah not that JB isn't Monty is so well liked and what he's gone through is so significant that if you're on the bubble I think you're I think Monty especially with getting to the finals last year probably pushes him over the top well and like McMahon said there will be people who look at it and say this guy could have won it last year and didn't so I'm gonna reward him this year too like that's whether whether that's how it should be or not, that's just naturally how this stuff goes. Is Tibbs in the conversation this year? <laughs> well, no. I think you could argue that with the way the playoffs went, the Tibbs actually did a heck of a job getting that team to where they were in the regular season. <laughs> they were not yeah. good enough to be where they were, but that's a whole other. You didn't mention Ime Udoka, um, uh, Bontemps. Uh, I think it's but- sort of the same thing as the Cade Cunningham thing with Ime. Like Ime's done a hell of a job turning this thing around, but the Celtics were 25 and 25 and floundering. And yeah. now they've completely reversed their season. Like uh, for as good of a job as he's done, I don't, I don't think I could put him in the same conversation as these other guys who have had more success throughout the course of the season, but he's, yeah, I, I, he's put, I put, I put him, 
I put him and Jason Kidd in the in the same boat. Um, and it, it's very yeah, that's similar. Fair. Got that's off fair. to a, got off to a rough start. I think you know things didn't click, but stuck with it, and we've seen the dividends of of their approach. Yeah. Certainly, not just the second half of the season, but for the last few months. So I think we can we can say, hey, both those hires look great. It looks like the Celtics and, and the Mavericks made uh, good decisions on on hiring those coaches. They've done really good jobs. Uh, those teams are both positioned to be dangerous in the playoffs, but I, I can't put them up there with Monty and JB. Uh, and, and even Spolster as far as coach yeah. of the year. Totally. Okay, so this is going to be, I think, another spicy one, and people are going to get in their feelings on this. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts. 122 million. For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Supercuts. Let's face it, life is busy. Between work and family and more work, our to-do lists have a way of getting longer instead of shorter. Luckily, Supercuts is here to make at least the haircut part of your life easy. Supercuts is perfect for people who need a haircut, but don't have a ton of time for a haircut. No more scouring the web for salons with availability. You can use the Supercuts app to find the location nearest to you and check in or just walk in. Another bonus, the salon shows estimated wait times, so you know exactly what you're in for. That way, you're only in salon when you need to be. Don't expect to stay a while. As for the cut itself, it's always super solid. Thanks to Supercut's highly trained stylists. Get in, get out, and get to that thing that you needed a haircut for. Whether you've got a big presentation coming up or a wedding, or you just need some upkeep, Supercut's makes getting a haircut effortless. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on supercuts.com. Before we talk about defensive player of the year, Tim Bontemps, do we have a CarMax trivia question? We we do. We do have a CarMax trivia question. This trivia question brought to you by CarMax on the lot or, or online. CarMax. So, Tim McMahon, did you listen to Monday's podcast? Yeah, LeBron. Oh, my God. I just wish somebody would give him credit. Does anybody even know he's the number three scorer of all time? I mean, that's the like, golly. I mean, I don't even know if anybody was aware of that fact. Hey, does anybody does anybody know he has a chance to catch Kareem as the all time leading scorer? I wish somebody would mention that one day. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because as as part of the uh, as part of the praise of LeBron by the host of this podcast, do you remember he uh, threw out a a bit of trivia during the pod? Do you remember this or no? Uh, hit me on the trivia. So he said that there were five players that led the league in scoring and assists throughout their career. He named them. He said there were uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, and LeBron James. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, By the way, the LeBron discussion right before we get into defensive player of the year is fitting, but go on. It, it is fitting. Uh, there uh, is a sixth player that uh, 
led the league in scoring and assists, actually is the only player to ever have done it in the same season that oh, Brian tiny left Archibald. Off the list. Tiny Archibald. Yeah, that is correct. So it, it's a good job by our guy who said on the pod correctly. Golly, man, just I mean, what it did what are you, the freaking pod um, the pod budsman? <laughs> Well, what are you doing here? I just I I had to bring it up because he said on there, well, somebody's probably going to notice that since I'm doing trivia again, I got it wrong. Well, he got it wrong in a pretty big way. So we had to make sure we started with that. Now, I mean, oh, that wasn't the trivia question. question? No, that's oh, not. Oh, the thank question. goodness. Yes. See, so see this, this, this. Yeah. And he complained about Cajones factor of the month dragging on. We well, just took I minutes. He hadn't asked us a damn question. Well, yet. I, I thought you would. Uh, I thought you would appreciate that. Maybe not. I guess this not. is why it's only Brian Windhorse in the hoop collective, because he, he wants to be able to kick us off at any point. It's it, <laughs> I get lumped in with you. I am guilty by association. They I don't know about to, that. They were ready to put my name on the billboards, baby. And they said, well, if we do you, we got to do bond temps. We might uh, want to get rid of him. That's, this is a conversation. I don't know about had. that. I don't know about that. All right. So with uh, since we're not talking about it today, I thought we'd bring it up a little bit. Uh, the James Harden, Ben Simmons showdown sort of is happening today here in Philadelphia. Uh, and so our guy, Stats Williams, Matt Williams from Stats and Info, came up with a list of players since 1987 when Elias started keeping track of the trade deadline that were all-stars, uh, selected as all-stars, and then traded in that season. So oh, James Harden, obviously, is one of since them. Since 87? Since 87. There are, okay. there are 11 players besides 11, James golly. Harden. I mean, you wow. have the most, like, Dude, well, I didn't know how many there would be. I asked Matt to come these up with are, the list. He gave these me are the list. Trivi- these are trivia novels. Well, <laughs> are you asking us to name all eleven? It's as many as you can name. They were all stars in that season. Yes, they were. They were no. They were named. They were picked to the all star team and then traded. Okay, after. so so Harden Simmons, I've got two of them. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Simmons, but Simmons they didn't. Were, they were all stars. Oh, all stars that season. Picked yeah. yes. They were selected to the all-star team and then traded after being selected to the all-star team. Clyde Drexler is one of them. Clyde Drexler is not one of them. What? I question one the all-star selection One of them happened last year. We talked about the trade a lot on the pod. McMahon uh, was not a fan of it. Well, oh, God. Last year is a long time ago. So, <laughs> so Oh, the uh, Vooch. Which, you know what? Listen, I... They've proved I, I was right that it would not pay immediate dividends. I still think they gave up a lot, but, you know, the Bulls are right in the thick of things. So they, I can I can say maybe they knew what they were doing. Nikola, two of them, Nikola Vucevic. Two of them happened on consecutive days in 2011. 2011? <sighs> after, a year, after a season-long drama. God. I don't even honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about 11 other than yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remember the Mavs title run. I remember that being year one. These are all, I mean, there, there's, there's a couple of these guys I didn't think you would get, but they're all are like pretty massive name players who were, this is a complete fail. First of all, you can't give us like 11, 11. That's awful, man. Come on. Also, I want to thought I'd see how many you would get. Jesus. Well, so far, I think we're up to three. (laughs) So far you're at zero. (laughs) <laughs> no, I got Harden, Simmons, and Vooch. I mean, Simmons isn't an answer, by the way. <laughs> okay, I got Harden this season. I got Harden, Simmons, Drexler, and Vooch. I got four. <laughs> this is going great. I don't know. Go ahead. I guess I'll just read the list because we're not even okay. guessing. Uh, 
So DeMarcus Cousins was traded oh, yeah. during the all, during the All-Star game in 2017. The post, his post-game press conference, they whispered in his ear, you're going to New Orleans. That was, that was a crazy thing to witness. Uh, Carmelo Anthony and Darren Williams were traded in 2011 on I consecutive days. I definitely should remember these. Uh, I will ask you this one again, McMahon. This guy was traded to Dallas in 2008. To Dallas in 2008, it's Jason Kidd. Yeah, who's Jason, Jason probably Kidd. should remember that. Uh, another Not guy was traded. Every Johnson was fired a few months later. Another guy was traded here in 2001 to Philadelphia, helped lead them to the finals that year. He's with Mark Spears in Africa right now. Mutombo? It can't be Mutombo. Gary Payton was traded in 2003. And then the ones from way back in the day, I didn't think you guys would get were Chris Gatling, who no one remembers as an all-star in 97, Danny Jeez. Manning and Dominique Wilkins in 93, 94. I think that might've been for each other. I don't remember for sure. No, Danny Manning, I think went to the Suns. And then Ricky Pierce in 1991. South I thought at least we get the ones in the Ricky 2000s. Pierce. I mean, come on, dude. We didn't I get mean... that. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan. That's unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigabytes of hotspot for just $45 a month. Get nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. So why pay a whole lot for your data when you can get unlimited for a whole lot less? The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair via convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. 24-7 care and support. Keeps has a network of expert medical advisors, prescribers, and care specialists to support you in making your hair goals a reality. And low cost. Treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. Treatment plans are affordable, typically half the cost of pharmacy prices. Keeps has everything your hair needs, delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. Remember, prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. When it comes to your hair, save more, spend less. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, Go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash hoop to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash hoop to get your first month free. Keeps dot com slash hoop. All right. Defensive player of the year. (sighs) So Draymond Green had a strong case for it. He's obviously been out for too long. He's not going to win it. Rudy Gobert, um, his the betting favorite at minus one sixty. Has he won it three times or two times? Three times. Yeah, um, I think there's two choices. Yeah, I think okay. I think Gobert is one choice. The numbers obviously are very strong in his favor. I think mm-hmm. if you want to go in a different direction, I think Giannis is the other one that I think you can make I a was very gonna, strong case for. So the the Celtics lead the league in defensive rating. I was going to ask you. And, and they've got three guys who you can kind of try to make cases for. Robert Williams is the choice if you're going to okay. pick somebody from the South. Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford, actually, he's the guy. He's If you just look at numbers, 
uh, you know, which defensive analytics, individual analytics can, can be difficult, but he's the guy who uh, his analytics. Uh, Harford's, Harford's been awesome this year. And so, I mean, their whole defense is awesome, but Robert Williams has been, Robert Williams is the difference making guy for them on defense. Like if you ask the guys on the team, pick a guy, they would pick him. Yeah, I think you can make a case for uh, Jared Allen, but then you, you, you say, well, is he the most impactful defender on that team or is it Evan Mobley? So, yeah, I mean, both those guys have been phenomenal. I think their um, defensive rating is, uh, I think, I, I want to say, I looked at, I thought their defensive rating was better when he wasn't on the court, but I might have misread that too. Yeah, listen, that that is is certainly one of the stats that I do look at. It's also can be very misleading. Definitely for, can be. You know, for, for like, for example, the Mavericks defense rating is better with Dorian Finney-Smith off the court. Yeah, because you know why? He's always guarding the other team's best right. player. So, Right. If the if the other team's best player is off the court, that's probably when he's resting. So that that can be uh, deceiving. Um, and it with Mobley, it it is it's he's one oh it's one oh five point three with him on the floor, one oh five point one with him off. So um, by the way, Allen is a little bit more. It's one oh six point seven with him on, one oh four with him off. So that's the case with both of those guys. You know how much is garbage time a factor there? Right. Whatever. I mean, we, there's a lot of numbers we can throw out. Uh, uh, on those two, especially when you look at like shots challenge, Allen's ridiculous. Uh, guys taking shots uh, against him with him challenging shots inside six feet are shooting 48.6%. In, in terms of expected field goal percentage, it's almost 15% lower than expected based on those shots. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. By the way, a, a classic case of a guy who, like who's the Suns' best defense player? Who's their all defensive candidate? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're Mikhail Bridges, Chris, I would say, but 100%. You know, yeah, Bridges <laughs> Bridges probably should be an all-NBA candidate. He won't make it, but I mean, he's so good. Right, but he's their he's their guy who's going to guard the best player 1 through 4. Yeah. 106.4 with him on, 99.4 with him off. Right. But right. You, nobody with two and a half brain cells is going to look at that and say, "Well, that proves the Suns are better defensively without right. Bridges." It's like, right. "No, he's guarding the other team's best player all the time." Right. So, you know, that, that gets a little wonky. Now, that on-off is Gobert's, you know, probably the best argument that uh, that there is. Well, not the best. One of the best arguments for Gobert this year. Basically, they're the league's best defense with them on the floor, 105.1, and would be, you know, in the 20s or so w- without them, 111.2. But, they're you know, it's tough because they are 13th overall, and it's, you know – you don't see many defense players of the year from a team that's that's decent defensively overall. I mean, Gobert, there are some nights when he completely owns the court. He changes the game yeah. defensively. There are other nights when that's not the case. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I mean, Utah is not as good defensively this year as they were last year. There's, there's factors at play there. Um, they've underachieved maybe a little bit this season overall. It's a hard pick. It's a yeah, hard pick. Yeah, a lot pick. of their underachieving, though, was when he was out with COVID and then a strained calf. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell was also out in a lot of those games. He's the – like of all these guys we're talking about, Rudy Gobert is the Jazz's defensive system. Yep. A lot of it is like Rudy, you know, we are they, – they've got one other – solid defensive player in the starting lineup 
that's Royce O'Neal who's asked to do way too much. And then Nether Nass, like Rudy, help us out, you know, help us out here. And like you, he's also the best defensive rebounder in the league. I think that matters. You know, he's right up there in terms of block shots. I do think he changes the game certainly more than any other defense player in the league. If Draymond would have stayed healthy, I think Draymond was was on track. Draymond to, was going to win the award for yeah, sure. He was, yeah, he was, especially if the Warriors were the number one defense in the league, which they have been with him in there. He's missed way too many games. I know that's a sensitive subject for Windhorse. He thinks if a guy plays uh, at, at least 10 quarters. He steps season, on the court, he's eligible. Awards. Yeah, yeah. He, he, hey, w- Wendy would point out that uh, – that when Draymond played seven seconds in that one game, the last game he played, that, that it was scoreless when he checked out. Do you remember when that guy Andre Ingram played for the Lakers and he had like 25 points in the last game? I do season? remember. He should have been considered, right? Considered Six, for sixth team. man of the year. Yeah. Or 16th man of the year in his case. <laughs> um, yeah. By the Go way, there. I saw I saw the, what are they, the South Bay Lakers? Yeah. I saw them in the airport and he was there. Is he still playing, Andre Ingram? I don't. I think believe so. he is. He might he be coaching. Playing? I thought yeah. he was. He might Man, be coaching he was, them. He, he was with the team when I saw him there. Poor bunch All of right. bunch of big fellas checking in and and flying. Yeah, coach, he's still he's still playing for he's still playing for them. It appears. Wow. Okay. Um. So the last two here, I'm not sure. There's a lot of drama. Um. Most improved is another one of those. You know, it's a it's can be sometimes a little controversial because. Sometimes players like in their second or third year, you expect them to improve. And so a player takes a jump. Sometimes it doesn't always. Um, I think John Morant. He's minus 1,400. I mean, Jaw's going to to win. The only other guy I think who's got a shot is Darius Garland. Yeah, he's plus 1,500. Miles Bridges is plus 900. He's the number two guy on the the odds. Jaw's vote will go to Desmond Bain, his Memphis teammate. He's plus 8,000, I think. Uh, in Jaw's mind, he's, he's hey, Desmond Bain's he's in his second great. year, right? I mean, again, yeah. that's that's kind of a yeah. Well, in Jaw's mind, vote he, for second year players. In Jaw's mind, he's he's too good to be the most improved player. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that is but, a thing. Well, that that is a thing that exists. Um, yeah, but he's how taken, dare you say I, I'm improved? I was always this good. Well, he's taking the leap from from star, you know, to superstar. One of the last guys who didn't make the All Star cut to superstar MVP candidate. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of sleep to make. Yep. The other is six man of the year. Um, This is an easy one. This is an easy one. Your boy, your boy. Minus minus 2000. I believe vice. I believe I said at the beginning of the season, if hero played well, it would massively I mean, impact the heat. Yeah. You, you were ready to place. anoint him a hall of famer at the beginning of the season, as you have been since he walked in the league. He, he was ready to anoint, he was ready to anoint himself an all-star. <laughs> like there was the funny thing about that is like, uh, I, w- w- was there much of a push for Tyler hero to be an all-star this year? I there mean, wasn't, there wasn't Miami. I don't think there yeah. really was anywhere yeah, else. I mean, but... and he was like, he was like, Oh, I couldn't believe I didn't make it. I there was, was some like, devastation oh. in Miami. He didn't make the all-star game. Which well, I thought was well, he was devastated. Where are you on your Tyler Hero over the Mellow Ball uh, declaration? <laughs> I mean, it's just a question. <laughs> what a sigh. Just a sigh. It's just a question. <laughs> what, you know, I mean, I asked about Cade Cunningham over the Mellow Ball. This is I think the way it was framed opinion. was who would I consider more untradeable? No, that was not it. What, what, okay, where are we on that? Here's, here's what I'll say. We don't need to make more fun of Brian on that. What I will say is Tyler Hero is in literally the per- – well, because we know we're right about it. 
Tyler Hero is in literally the perfect role now, though, in Miami. Like he he is he is in a perfect situation coming off the bench on a team that needs him to come in and fill it up. Not too much different than Jordan Clarkson in Utah, though he's more efficient than Jordan Clarkson. But like that, this is the perfect role for him. And he's he's really taken it and run with it. He's been awesome at it. like he to me is the easy win. I was looking at candidates this morning like Cam Johnson's been good coming off the bench in Phoenix. You know, uh, there's been there was one. Oh, and Kevin Love has been really good for the Cavs. Yeah, Cam off Johnson didn't even make the cut uh, uh, as far as the odds go. The next guys are Kelly Oubre, Kevin Love, Montrez Harrell, Buddy Heald. Then we get to uh, Jordan Clarkson, Jalen Brunson, who's a starter. Yeah, uh, they just went, I, I think they just went through by shooter. number of points yeah. scored. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but but yeah, to me, Tyler Hero's a runaway winner. He's Tyler Hero. Sure gets up 17 and a half shots a game in 32 minutes. He comes in ready to go. He's getting up shots at the scores table, man. (laughs) So, uh, you know, he, he does not need to warm up. He is ready to roll when you bring him in the game. And I will say, we'll see how it plays out for the heat, but you know, Oladipo looks like he's might have some juice. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But that's a heck of a one-two punch off the bench in a playoff. You know, they they roll out a, a terrific defensive starting lineup, and then they got two gunners that they can bring in off the bench. And then, you know, depending on the nature of the game, maybe you leave the gunners in, maybe you go all defense. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they, if Victor can give them anything, that's a huge win. It's a huge right. win. By the way, speaking of the Heat, we didn't mention Bam out of bio for defense player of the year. I think that's because of the time missed, but he is uh, – had he been healthy all season, he absolutely would be in that. He'd conversation. be in the mix too, for sure. All right. Um, before we go, I kind of wanted to take a look at what's been going on with Boston. Um, because earlier this year, we talked a lot about how frustrating they were to watch. I had such, um, such high hopes for Jason Tatum this year. And he was like frustrating me the way that he played. Well, Tatum has been just incredible. Last 20 games, Celtics are 17 and three. I don't know if they play tonight, so I don't know if this is. They play, they play Friday against Detroit and Kate Cunningham, actually. I know they've got a seven game road trip that they're on. So uh, last 20 games, Celtics 17 and three, 30 points a game. Seven and a half rebounds, five assists, 50% shooting, 40 or 39% on threes. Um, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, he's playing at an all NBA level. We, we talked about how we've talked in the past about how, what kind of a bargain contract the Celtics got Jalen Brown on, you know, they got him at significantly less than the max. Um, last year, Jason Tatum was a borderline all NBA player. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't make it. I, he wasn't the first out, but he was in the, you know, amongst the top three and that cost him hitting his rose <clears throat> provision, the, the, the rose multiplier. I think it was in the neighborhood of 30 or 40 million. It would have got him. Yep. He is now considering he is playing like a first or second team, all NBA player. Um, the Celtics, I mean, it's, it's, it's uncouth to talk about this to say, Oh, well, you know, we dodged a bullet cause he didn't make all NBA. He's now got to have one of the best bargain contracts. Oh, and by the way, they also extended Robert Williams. One of the first things Brad Stevens did besides trading Kemba Walker was give Robert Williams a four-year, $50 million deal. And a lot of that was on potential 
um, because he'd been injured yeah. a lot his first three years, and he's been unbelievable this year. He's another guy that he'll be on the most improved player ballot too. Like he's been phenomenal for them, and he's on a great deal. So those are their three pillars going forward. And, and they traded Kemba Walker for Al Horford. Now they used the first. Kemba's on the bench, and Al Horford is helping him. Oh, Al Horford is a, a we, you know, we talked about how big a part he is of their defensive dominance. And, and I mean, Tatum, like he put up all NBA numbers last year. He just didn't get the votes. And I'm not saying the votes were wrong or whatever. I'm just saying it's, it's a weird thing where, and he talked about it when he went on, on a JJ Reddick's podcast, like he did his, he played to the standard of getting the, the supermax and then just didn't qualify. So you know, I mean, listen. Well, the issue he's still going to be able to feed his family, but <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the exact. I, I, I probably will misspeak, and it will be brought up in the next podcast. There was some. There was some, sh- there was some shenanigans with the positioning about who could play what positions last year, and where you could vote for players at certain positions. And I, th- if I remember correctly, it penalized Tatum in a way. Yeah, and, and, was, and I think it was the other way around, but I'm going to look it up while we're talking. There was definitely got something. F- there. Honestly, I think they've got to figure out at some point, what, what are we doing? Guys eligible at guard and center or guys are eligible at forward. And let's just put five guys. Let's put the best 15 players on the three all NBA teams. I, I you know, I, I think the positions like you know, what is it like people think Luka Doncic is a forward. He's not a forward. He's a point guard. You know, people, Tatum had Tatum had more votes than Kyrie, but because he was a forward and not a guard, he didn't make the all NBA team. That was what, right. And there was, was somebody, the right. There was somebody that they positioned at forward who should have been a guard. I can't remember. Was it Jimmy Butler? You, uh, yeah. Jimmy Butler and Paul George, both were, uh, both were guys that, were it forward that you could argue or guards if you want. Yeah. So, but. I mean, that's, that's a lot, it's a lot of money, but it certain. I mean, the, this, the Celtics are under the tax this year with this team. Um, that's, you know, because and of that. Tatum was the top forward left out. He ended up with 69 points, which is nice, but it's not enough to, it wasn't enough to get him on the uh, third all NBA team. Nope. Did you well see that done. smile? <laughs> that was well done by our guy. Yeah. Well, and look, we, I, beyond, we spent a lot of time talking about all NBA, but we should probably talk about just how good the Celtics have been. And, you know, you got these two teams here today in Brooklyn and Philly and the Celtics uh, ab- uh, demolished the Sixers a few weeks ago after the trade, although James Harden did not play in that game and they beat the Nets on Sunday. And I think there's a real chance the Celtics might just be better than those teams, yeah, which be, I did not beat think the Nets with, with Tatum putting up what 50, whatever points Yeah, at 54 and kind of outdueled KD down the stretch and won the game. Um, you know, they, I think they match up really well with Philly. I think if they play, I think they would beat Philly. Um, I, the Philly, Whoa. Philly has nobody to guard them. Like, this is the thing. Like you go back to that game Monday, they obviously demolished, uh, they obviously demolished Chicago, but Tobias Harris was guarding DeMar DeRozan and DeMar DeRozan was just using him as a ball rack at the start of the game. Like they can't, <laughs> but it, but it's not even on Tobias. Like Tobias should be guarding DeMar DeRozan, but like they literally don't have another option <laughs> to guard anybody. They have, they had to put Matisse Thibault on Zach Levine because they had literally no one to guard him. And they're like, all right, Tobias, you have to guard DeMar because their other options are James Hart or James Harden, who's certainly not going to guard DeMar and Tyrese Maxey, who's eight inches shorter than DeMar. And like, 
they played Boston <clears throat> with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, who's guarding those guys? Yeah, they got nobody to guard them. In, well, in 2022, the Celtics have the best record in the Eastern Conference, 23 and eight since the new year. So, and number one defense since the new year. So, the two two of the teams in front of them, Chicago and Milwaukee, have two of the three hardest schedules left. The Celtics don't have an easy schedule left either. Well, and this uh, is the one other thing: the Celtics during this stretch have basically only played bad teams or injured teams for the last 20 games. the the first The first good team they beat that was healthy was Memphis last Thursday. Every other team they've played has either been bad or injured. So now they've been awesome, and I think they are really, really good. But it is it is worth pointing out that a lot of these games have come against pretty subpar competition, and it will be interesting to see. They get Miami coming up in the next couple of weeks. They play Dallas on Sunday. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. Like I, I want to see them play some more of these good teams like they did against Brooklyn like they did against Memphis and get wins against them to kind of validate what they've been doing. By the way, you mentioned DeRozan. There was something came out today. DeRozan did an interview with Serge Ibaka on his cooking podcast where they cook weird stuff. That. <laughs> and he was talking about how. What a random. <laughs> when, well, what I'm going to say when it's true. <laughs> when he committed to the bulls, the Clippers were driving over to his house in LA. And he said that it was legitimate opportunity. He had talked to Paul George and talked to Lawrence Frank. And there was something that could have been done. He said it was close to happening. Mm. Like there was no way that the Clippers could have done that. I mean, they would have had to do a sign and trade. Like, am I right, Bontemps? I mean, I know that I'm just hitting you with this. You didn't hear about that, but. Um, I mean, there was chatter about it at the time. I think it would have had to have been some sort of mid-level deal. I can't imagine that would have been doable. I mean, they were yeah. already way into the tax. So, I, I mean, they would have had to move, send out a lot. I mean, they could have maybe sent out yeah. a lot of salary and figured something out, but I, I don't think. Yeah, because they, they would have well, been they don't hard have capped. picks. Yeah, they don't have right. picks to include. Right. They would have so been it, hard capped if yeah, they if they it would have been hard to do. It would have yeah, been okay. hard to do. I I smelled a rat on that one but it was a nice thing him is that what they were cooking maybe tune in and find out all right thanks for uh, watching or listening both to the hoop collective podcast we will uh, see you guys next week adios amigos ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One.